The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. This episode of the Podcast of Terror is brought to you by our friends at Statusphere Merch. Use our coupon code TERROR for 15% off your order at statusphere.merch.com. Welcome to episode 55 of the Podcast of Terror, production of Galactic Netcast. This is a podcast about the things that are scary. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Left Leaner Scott. Corey, how are you? Matt, oh, wait. My left or your left? Well, it's your left. It kind of whoop, old hook dick, if you will. Oh, well, that's okay. Now, how'd you know my name in high school? Old <laughs> hook dick. Uh, old hook dick. Well, I'll have to add that to the list. Now, <laughs> I mean, it, it helps when I do my vaudeville act, which is basically just playing other vaudeville acts off the stage. Just yakety yeah, sacks <laughs> yeah. with your penis. That's awesome. Um, for you, got, more in... you got banned in a few states for that act. Oh, Jesus. You keep it down until it's your time over there. Am I supposed to talk over the host? Hey, everybody, this is Dan. God, God damn it, Dan. You haven't been introduced yet. Shut up. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You... I'm not that sorry. I'm, I should mute you. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, for more on this podcast, including show notes, content information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. You can share with us on our Slack channel during our shows at gncast.com slash sign up. While you're there, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, we're spoiler heavy. We're going to spoil Wes Craven's new nightmare for you. Uh, I'm going to spoil a large bottle of beer. And if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it now. And I swear, Corey usually says something, but I'm going to cut him off because our fucking guest is already a dick. So... Um, this week we're joined by the creator of such fully fleshed out characters as Freak Goldberg, Hemus, Old Dracula Fingers, Jack's Dad, and Sinead O'Doubtfire. Oh, Doubtfire. He, That's uh, right. He does some podcasts or something too. Dan Dick Fingers Mulhall. Hey everybody! <laughs> now, this now is the worst episode talking. ever! A podcast for people who love The Simpsons! <laughs> <laughs> is that not what this is? No, no. I, I was drugged and pushed into a van and just told to start talking. <laughs> is that why we're on a break? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. Nobody, nobody. Hey, everybody! This is Dan. Nobody tell Jack that uh, we stole Dan. <laughs> We're rebooting worst episode ever with Corey and I's hosts. And I don't know. Jack will just. Jack get would sad. probably be happy to be rid of me. Probably. I think I had like one heart to heart with him, and at the end of it, I'm like, dude, I just I want to give you a hug. I feel so bad for you. Jack <laughs> <laughs> um, needs a hug and a beer. And a new podcast host. So if anyone can provide that to him, that'd be great. Well, I sent him 12 beers that he was supposed to share with you, and he drank them all. Yeah, he told me. He was like, oh, Matt sent me a bunch of beer. They were good. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, good. He like, opened the box. He goes, do I have to share these? I'm like, well, I, I said I'd send Dan some, too. And he goes, I'm just going to drink them all. I'm like, what? I, I tried. You were supposed to share. It's, it's, it's all good. That's what that's what good podcasts hosts do to each other. I'm sure Corey's <laughs> having drinks without you and... Uh, uh, you know, it's it's all good. Corey's probably drinking Kool Aid, uh, iced tea. Great. Oh, I thought maybe he was starting a cult if he's drinking Kool Aid. <laughs> like he was committing suicide live on the air. He's uh he's starting a cult with iced tea. Pretty not much the, our the entire rapper. career of podcasting is committing suicide on the air. <laughs> so. I would love to start a cult with iced tea, like the rapper <laughs> slash actor. <laughs> hey, I loved uh, Johnny Mnemonic. I yeah. Still do. Lepre- Leprechaun in the Hood? That's a timeless classic <laughs> with iced tea. Did we ever do that on this show? No. Oh man, I should have I should have picked that. Next time. I picked a good movie, or I picked a movie I actually liked instead of like a terrible movie. <laughs> I felt bad after I picked Gremlins 2 the first time when Jack and I were on. I was like, let me like do a movie that we can actually talk about and like I kind of enjoy. 
Um, so here we are. I'm yeah. jumping way ahead. I know that. No, it's fine. Then who fucking cares? Who's running the show, anyways? <laughs> I assumed it was you, but maybe it's me now. I don't know. Um, I had this giant bottle of beer. I'm just gonna stare at it. As as Dan says, this is great podcasting when you're this reading. Is, I was just gonna say this is excellent <laughs> podcasting. I like how the bottle is already half empty, and we just started the fucking show. I'm not a fucking <laughs> pussy. The first two story yet. I, I, I waited. Kind of I waited until Dan got here. Well, I'm pouring it into a pint glass. Oh, okay. So I waited until go. Dan okay, got here so we could hear the cork pop, and I was like, "Yeah, Dan's here." And then all hell broke Ooh. loose with my fucking mixer. <sighs> Technical difficulties. Not even. It's just shows. me. Just me being dumb. <laughs> That's nothing to do with anything well, there's, technical. There's nothing to excuse that. I, you know, that's just something you have to live with, Matt. I got a little sweaty. I got nervous, so I got sweaty. <sighs> it's a real shit show. Um, where are we? When do we? When do we start recording? When uh, does the show start? Five minutes ago. Oh, okay, good. Hey, everybody, this is Dan. <laughs> We're talking everything '90s and also everything before and after. Dan's podcast, also- Terror, brought to you by Dan. <laughs> Sponsored by Dan. So is that my full introduction? Should I just say, oh, you know, I, I, I host a show. It's called The uh, Worst Episode Ever. It's a podcast about the Simpsons. I host 90s Percentile. It's a podcast about the 90s. It's good stuff. Wepodcast.com. Check it out. You host. That's what a host usually does, Matt. You, you host D's Nuts. I didn't get a chance to ask you what else you do because we <laughs> I know. I know. started I'm... talking about iced tea right away. <laughs> <sighs> Remember when he freed the leprechaun from his prison? Oh, God, what an idiot. In that great, great film. Good times. I'm like trying to remember what happened, and uh... I've seen uh, the leprechaun was a, a statue, and he had a uh, a, a magic flute that Ice T stole, and that turned the leprechaun back into an actual leprechaun. I thought it turned him into Chris Maloney, and that's how they went about homicide together. <laughs> what the wait? That was, the, that was that was Back to the Hood, the sequel. Wait, 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 wait. Back there actually is a, a leprechaun Back to the Hood, but Ice T is not in it. Well, that's why I haven't seen it. Who's in it? Warwick, oh, Warwick Davis, yeah. Sticky Fingers Sticky is in it, if, fingers. Uh, if, that's, if that's a selling point do you know on what a the, movie. Do you know what the tagline is to this movie? Oh, man, I, I don't I don't know. Evil has a whole new rap. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not a good one. <laughs> good times. They should make a third Leprechaun. A third in the Hooded Trilogy? <laughs> well, they, made like, they made like seven of those movies. I'm surprised There's, you guys haven't uh, done any of those yet. Well, we... maybe next time I'll have to do one of those. You know, next time you should just bring like four movies. We'll do an eight-hour podcast. <laughs> this may be an eight-hour podcast to begin with. Well... I was saying to my, I was saying to my family actually before I was like, yeah, this will be a good opportunity. You know, it's just me on the podcast, no Jack. We'll mm-hmm. see. Like, who's the one that uh, derails the podcasts and make them go for so long? Is it me or Jack? And my entire family was like, it's not Jack. No, no. I'm. <laughs> let's try to see how long. Okay, I, I, I see how long Jack's episode was when he was on back in July. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see We're where this one lands. That. We're gonna go double. Let's do it. You want me to talk about Leviathan? I'll talk oh, about God. Leviathan. That was a shit. I've never seen it, but I can talk about it anyway. <laughs> There's um, full circle here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Leprechaun movies. If you include the reboot, which is Origins. Oh yeah, that's actually the only one I haven't seen. It's not very good, but take a stab at the Rotten Tomatoes average percentage of the all Leprechaun movies. Oh man, the the average across all seven of them? Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty low. I'm going to say like 25. Corey? 14. 
You cocksucker, you're looking at Wikipedia, aren't you? No, I just <laughs> totally blanked on that. Is that right? Is yeah, that it close? is. Wow. Three of them got a zero. Two got a wow. 25. Leprechaun in the Hood got a 33. That was the highest. <laughs> so that's but... the best Leprechaun movie. <laughs> it really is. Leprechaun in the Hood is the apex of the series. <laughs> Such a good movie. Oh, I got a Leprechaun in Space. Woo. Should watch that in one. that movie. Um, so, fuck. Leprechaun in Space is actually not as good as you think it's going to be. Like, you think Leprechaun in Space is going to be crazy. It's really, really boring. Leprechaun 3, much better when he goes to Vegas. Jesus, does he put it all on black? Uh, or is he a red man? Yeah, he does. Oh, God. And Wesley Snipes goes by and is like, I like the line. Jesus. Is he banging a black chick? Is that what you're talking about? Hey, man. I don't want to spoil everything in the movie. <laughs> fuck. Let's see. Oh, make that... No. Wikipedia, you're really letting me down with the size of the photo here. Oh, Jesus. The tagline to Leprechaun 3, Welcome to Vegas. The odds are you won't leave alive. Nice. <laughs> so They were in the room all night trying to think of that one, I'm but it sure. was worth it. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so, um, we should probably actually do what we came here to do, which is starting off with news. I don't know, Jack... Oh, fuck, you're not even Jack. I did that last week when, when I said <laughs> who was going to be on the show next week. I called you Jack. I, I heard that. I did listen to that. And uh, yeah, so I'll pretend to be Jack for the rest of the show. <laughs> Can you just be- hey, I drank all your beers. They were good. I'm sad. I can't do a Jack voice. He won't I listen to this. I can either. Jack will not listen to this, so fuck you, Jack. He probably will, so I love you, Jack. Mm, uh, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> I haven't gotten drunk enough to tell him I love him yet. That, yeah. I, that I remember. It'll, it'll happen. That I remember. Let's just yeah. put that little footnote in there. Um, he, just, he just told me you've been sending him threatening letters in the mail, like, why won't you return my calls? I love you more than damned. <laughs> he stopped responding to my dick pics, so I just draw my penis and <laughs> snail mail it to him now. <laughs> You're going to see my... <laughs> I can't tell if that's a really lazy stalker or, like, really, really involved. That's a lot of extra work. You want to find out? No. Stick with Jack. <laughs> Stick with Jack. <laughs> uh, are you insinuating that Jack needs friends? He needs more stalkers. I have enough. Now that AOL Instant Messenger is closed down. Oh, <laughs> now that I've stopped harassing young women on AOL Instant Messenger. Man, so... Check out 90s percentile for more on that. We're going to talk about that real quick because um, okay, because it's not weird for me to talk about you when you're on my podcast, but if I just email you about my thoughts. Um, <laughs> so there was like four, three or four girls whose phone numbers I got like during the chat room days and never thought twice about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, funny story. Mildly racially insensitive. Uh-oh. It's my fault because I'm a naive kid who grew up in a city of no ethnicity. Besides, it was It was like... Caucasian and Hmong. There was no African American. And uh, I met a girl. She was pretty fucking cool. At least I thought. Uh, talked to her on the phone a lot. And um, we were watching the MTV Video Music Awards, I believe. It was on Bone Thugs and Harmony were big. They were singing their song and I was. she was talking about how awesome it was and how great Bone Thugs were. And I was like, I hate rap. And then uh, made a comment about how like I don't listen to rap because I'm not an african-american fellow oh boy because i was like you're badass i listen to metallica and she's like oh yeah i totally do because i'm black and i was like burp, 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 burp. then the 200 hundred dollar phone bill showed up oh boy yeah back in the day when there was no free long distance calling yeah that really went away long distance calling that used to be a big deal um remember the, 
there was a time in the 90s, I'm sorry to turn this into 90s percent, no, when, no. Like, when like 1-800-COLLECT was a thing, uh-huh. and there were like a bunch of knockoff versions too. It's like, when was Collect Calling such a priority that we had to have so many commercials with Carrot Top in them telling us how to do it? <sighs> I forgot about that. But you think about yeah. it, like phone minutes on whole don't even matter anymore. No, not at all. I mean, people don't use their phones for talking on the phone anymore. It's no, all I use texting and getting dick pics. Pornography. I only use mine yeah. for pornography. <laughs> is there? Is there That's a? That's what he just said. Getting dick pics. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, we went through the phase of after the the phone company got broken up, we we started having the commercials for all the different long distance companies like MCI and Sprint and all those things kind of started out, and then it was the collect numbers, and then it was. Texting was the big expense on cell phones. Yeah. It's like, oh, you could only get so many texts per month. And then it was like, well, now we're going to have to give you free texting because nobody fucking uses it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and free minutes, too, because nobody talks to anybody anymore, and we're going to charge you for the Internet portion of it. Right. Bastards. So yeah, I guess what next is just, you know, we're going to have you pay per second that you have the screen turned on on your phone. Oh, jeez. Oh, I wouldn't fucked. be surprised. They're going to know when I'm pooping. <laughs> Isn't that what a cell? They already for? do. You accidentally hit the live button on Facebook when you were searching through it when you were taking a crap earlier. You saw that? We, we all, saw we all, that. we all saw it. We all saw it. And I think you need to go to a doctor that is not a normal color. <laughs> just, just, why is your dick purple? Elvis. <laughs> why you guys gotta be so mean about my penis color? Well, if you stop sending so many pictures of it, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I just, so I've been able to study it in depth. Uh, so we've we've we started the show 14 minutes ago and successfully have yet to talk about anything related to anything horror related. I don't so, know. I've seen your dick, and that is that is horror. <laughs> Speaking of Stranger Things, our <laughs> first story. I've been trying to do that for 10 minutes now. Have you done? <laughs> uh, Not really. First story Matt brings to us is uh, Stranger Things producer talks bigger, badder, darker season two. So we've got the official announcement, because it seemed like it was announced, but not really announced, mm-hmm. that there is going to be a season two of Stranger Things, and it is going to be a continuation of the first season. Uh, but they are going to be bringing in some newer characters and kind of up the ante. It's not just going to be the same group. Uh, there's, so there's some additions going on in this, which is good. Dan, you've seen Stranger Things, right? Yeah, I love Stranger Things. I, I'm, I'm, I'm real excited for season two. Uh, I think, Corey, you might have said this in last week's episode, uh, that you know, once it was picked up for season two, they're continuing the story. It would have kind of been nice if it was a totally different story, though. Like, I could go either way. You know, It'll be interesting to see where they take this story, but the idea of the same cast or even some new people, like an American Horror Story type thing, could have been really, really interesting. Well, I heard that there's potential... Uh, the internet said this, and it wasn't like a credible source. But they're they're thinking that they might do two or three seasons of the same characters and then switch characters. Which, I could see that. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. So it's kind of American Horror Story, but not really. Yeah. And plus, these kids are at this age only for so long, and they're That's they true. were all so talented, and you, they were just great. And I kind of get why we should utilize them while we can for what this is. What is this? A, a really good show. Oh, I didn't know what you Hell saying. yeah! I, I thought it was great. And uh, what's yeah? No, I, I loved it. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the fuck! I didn't expect that conversation to end so quickly. Congratulations, we've grown up a little bit. 
We can keep talking about your penis uh, if that would help. No, no. That's that's the, the worst part is that's this is not the first episode in which my penis has come up at length. So um <laughs> what else during every episode, okay. Jesus. Um <laughs> So it's this, the next story is something we've previously talked about multiple times. So I was really, really excited to see this. Uh, the the movie Death House, the trailer finally came out, and it's one of those sweet, sweet, sexy red band trailers. Um, I'm guessing you're not familiar with Death House at all, Dan. I have never heard of Death House. So Death is House this, is the, is this a real movie? Yes. Yeah. It's it, they're calling it the Expendables of Horror. Ooh. Let me find a better list of the characters that doesn't have a trailer attached that's going to play for everybody. I am very interested in an Expendables but horror movies. Yes. Um, fuck you, IMDb. There's a bunch of people in it. Uh, Tony Todd, D. Wallace, Vernon Wells, Michael Berryman, Sid Haig, Barbara Crampton, Bill Mosley, Kane Hodder, Shane wow. Allen, Richard Spite Jr., Lindsay Hartley, I'd banger, <laughs> Camille Keaton, and maybe... And then um, some other random slot, Cody Longo. Nice. But yeah, it's everybody who is ever anybody in horror. Um, but they're not like playing, like Kane Hodder's not playing Jason. Um, right, right, they're of just course. Playing, he's like a serial killer. Uh, it's about a secret prison and the Death House sends, excuse me, it's a secret prison known as the Death House. And um, I think the CIA, they never say who, but they send two agents to fight through a labyrinth of horrors while being pursued by a ruthless army of roaming inmates. As they fight to escape, the agents push towards the lowest depths of the facility where they learn a supernatural group of evil beings are their only chance for survival. Well, that sounds badass, and I will definitely see that movie. Yeah, it just sounds like everybody dies. Yeah. Sign me up. But, like, the trailer trailer looks really cool. Cool, I gotta watch that. Yeah, when they first started talking about this, we we covered it, because that's what we do. We um, cover all the latest, hottest news. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I can tell. First, there's 14 minutes of nonsense, and then it's Stranger Things season two is coming out. Are you making fun of us? No. Because I know we're. Please. I know we're. You've listened to you've listened to our shows. You know that uh, we been, do not stay on topic. I've been on your shows. Yes. Um, you have, and those were good episodes. They're so much fun. I'm really not with it, so sorry. So fucking, this is just going great. I'm really fucking tired and beer. I'll take over from here, man. Hey, okay. everybody, this is Dan, and we're talking everything horror and also something with terror. <laughs> we got Matt Stein and we got Corey on the line, and we're talking everything in the, the horror genre. It's a podcast of terror. Here we go with our first horror terror topic. Hookers. 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 Look at the hookers. They Look. are terrifying. <laughs> uh... Is this rash infected? Oh, that should be a new topic. That's that's our new uh, weekly <laughs> bit. Is this infected? Probably. Is this a rash? You should, you should see a doctor. Um, so, <laughs> thanks. I, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> just in general, just please see a doctor. There's something wrong with your face that's just not not right. Oh. Um, anyway, let's, let's reel this in a little bit since I still got some steam from talking about Death House. Um, All right, let's do it. Kane Hodder, I have a serious man crush on him. Um, mm, um, I got I got a little sweaty thinking about him. Uh, <laughs> there's a documentary coming out about him. Recently had the the, um, the director for that on a couple weeks ago, a month ago, or whatever. But they're oh, cool. also making a Friday the 13th video game. And I don't think you play video games. I think Jack would if he had time. 
Yes. Jack has definitely told me about the Friday the 13th game. I've seen, like, very, very little about it, uh, but it seems awesome. Do you play as Jason, or are you someone, like, running from Jason? It's seven versus one, so seven people play as camp counselors, and one person plays as Jason. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So there was a Kickstarter, and they made, like, over a million dollars to do this game. Wow. So they released a new gameplay trailer that's every kill that Jason can do in the game. And it's fucking insane. They took kills from, like, the movies. So there's, um, I don't specifically remember which movie, but the chick, like, gets a spear through the mouth. Then he, like, pulls it out the backside of her head. That's one of them. Oh, yeah. Smashing faces into walls. and Just kicking her in the face when she's down on the ground mm-hmm. or kicking her into a fireplace uh, that's lit. Um, I think the greatest thing about this montage of death scenes, though, is the awesome... 80s style hairband music that's playing behind it. It's, nice. I think it's from a band called Crazy Licks, according to the video. <laughs> Find out if Crazy Licks so is a real perfect. band. Crazy Licks. I mean, if you're gonna do a Friday the Thirteenth game, you get Crazy Licks to do the, the score. Oh, oh, silly me! I spelled Licks wrong. L i x x. It's an it's an X, isn't it? It's two, it's two X's. That's so much better. Uh, holy like shit! Fox or. <laughs> Crazy Licks is playing in Russia at the end of September. So all right, we're going the three of us. <laughs> because I'm buying tickets. We're right gonna play now. here. <laughs> uh, they're in the UK though too. Oh, they're a Swedish band. That's why. Ah, I have to. It's now my life's mission to see this band. <laughs> uh, that's it. We're starting a Crazy Licks uh, podcast called we're Crazy Podcast everywhere. or Podcast Licks. Official music video for Hell Raising Women. <laughs> like the first thing that pops up for them they just look t- fantastic oh, I'm sure it's such a good band I'm going to purchase their entire discography after this um, <laughs> so, so yeah Friday the 13th is supposed to come out it just says fall 2016 it's supposed to be in October it fucking better be in October because if that yeah, game that's... comes out after Halloween it's going to be a huge disappointment yeah really that's not like a Christmas time game like that has to be out in October I'll still, I'll still play it on Christmas I will like, warn <laughs> my family to play <laughs> of this course, game on Christmas but, yeah um, so this, this, this last story totally ties into what we're talking about. I have to apologize that I'm f- not fucking with it today. Um, Dan's got me flustered. Pants it's, are tight. That's, that's, I have that effect on everyone except women. Except women. <laughs> Aren't you married? <laughs> yep. How did you pull that one off? That's how he proved his hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jesus. I'd marry you. It's legal. So <laughs> All right. We can do it now. We're getting divorced. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm going to print off the papers real quick, get rid of mine. Um, wh- who's moving in with who? Uh, I think you're going to have to move here. Sorry, oh, Matt. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You probably make more money than I do. <laughs> um, I need an allowance. All right. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> um, that's All right. Yeah. Cool. So for, first ever on the podcast to tear a uh, marriage. It's the first podcast to tear marriage. <laughs> Breaking all sorts of boundaries, two men. That's right. Oh. Podcast first. You know what else? I when I was doing dishes earlier, I decided because uh, when Jack was on, we talked about doing like a Super Friends podcast with all four of us, and I think we should yeah. call it like the Super Friends Hour with Corey, Jack, Dan, and Matt. Perfect. First of all, I just want to say you do dishes. Now I want to marry you. I, 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 <laughs> the cleanest house in my kitchen is the kitchen. Wait, wait, wait. The, the cleanest <laughs> house in your kitchen is the kitchen cleanest room in my house is the kitchen considering how your brain works i also feel like i could fuck around on you and you would never guess because... 
<laughs> so he's really just like the perfect like put upon housewife. You're like you're gonna clean the kitchen and you won't notice if we're out screwing around. <laughs> Matt, this is getting more enticing with every every moment. <laughs> I don't think I want to be married to you anymore. <laughs> you're fucking... I, I popped the bubble and now you're completely confident and calm talking to me. <laughs> After seeing your dick pics, though, from the bathroom earlier, I don't know if you got a lot of choice. Yeah, so, that's true. God. Why, anyways, uh, let's make fun of someone else that's not my penis. Uh, MC Chris is releasing a Freddy Krueger tribute album. Interesting. Yeah. I and Nerdcore fucking... rapper MC Chris is doing an album that is completely themed around Freddy Krueger. I fucking hate MC Chris. I used to be really, really into MC Chris. Go figure. Marriage Like off. back Way back in the day. And now, like, the whole nerdcore rap thing, I'm, like, completely over it. Like, I don't know if it's a genre that has a lot of staying power. <laughs> I just saw a yeah, cat and I'm... <laughs> There's a cat I'm only... next to my face. Right. I'm only familiar with MC Chris from uh, Aqua Teen, Hunger Force, and Sea sure. 2021. Right. Yep. Uh, so I've never really followed his stuff. I know he did the My Backpack's Got Jet song that was in... It was in the Lab, like, I think. Or no. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was a good one. Um, but yeah, I like his first few albums. I listened to them a lot, and I would try to tell like my friends who were into like actual music. I was like, "No, listen to this. This is really good." And they were just like, "Okay, Dan." And yeah, now I don't talk with, to like, them anymore. MC Frontalot was another one that I just like. I I tried a couple of times to listen to it. I'm just, ah, I I I get the references, but it's still not. It's not my jam, you know. Yeah. See, I like um, Billy the Fridge. No, I think you've mentioned that. That one I've never heard of. I've never um, heard of Billy the Fridge. Is the big, fat white guy who wears a gold chain with a donut on it around his neck? (laughs) Um, I like him so far. I wouldn't really call him like nerdcore. His latest song that he put out was about. uh, It was called Cardboard Crack. It was about uh, magic, the card game. Oh, that's right. You have mentioned that before. Yeah, um, it's not quite nerdcore, but anyways, let's get back to making fun of MC Chris because I fucking. (laughs) So there's a song in the news story that we have. And it's actually the, the the beat's really cool. Um but there's something about hearing what sounds like a prepubescent girl like rapping over this beat that just doesn't <clears throat> it doesn't do it for me. And that's or I yeah. think it loses me. But um there was it was probably a year and a half ago there was a news story that came out where he like kicked someone out of a club where he was playing for some really stupid reason. And ever since then I just thought he was a fucking jackass prick. See. I'm gonna look it up. He he seems like the type of guy who could become like you know he he's not really famous, but any small amount of fame that he's gotten would have gone right to his head. Uh-huh. Um, like let's that's see. you know. So in 2012, he kicked someone out. So this this guy tweeted, "Dear nerd rapper, opening for Power Glove slash MC Chris, you're not good enough to pander to me. Better luck next time." MC Chris kicked the guy out for this. Wait, so this was the guy tweeted at this before the show? Yeah. And MC Chris was like, yo, who tweeted this at me? And then, like, kicked the guy out? Pretty much. All right. If if true, he is a D-bag. Yeah. Um, I'm just skimming this story, but uh, I marched on stage and in between songs with Richie, grabbed the microphone, and I said, who is this person's name? He came up and I said, you're going to have to go off with somebody with the venue and tell them to escort you off for talking shit on Twitter. I don't usually think you get kicked out of places for talking shit on Twitter. Most people don't think Twitter Twitter for talking shit on Twitter. (laughs) 
This is true. You don't get kicked off Twitter for racism and misogyny. <laughs> yeah. So the guy's response said, I walked out to the lobby, grabbed a soda, was sitting there when I heard the crowd when I heard the crowd went nuts and MC Chris started talking. I heard him ask for my real name. My friend and I looked at each other confused and heard him ask for it again. I got up, walked back into the floor, raised my hand. He then pointed to me and yelled, security is going to take you the fuck out now. That's what you get for talking shit on Twitter. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a dick move. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember shortly thereafter, MC Chris released a video, like, crying, apologizing. And really? Apparently that's not the first time that he's, like, released some half-hearted, woe is me, I have a fucking vagina video. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with vaginas, by the way. I Hell just, no. I just, I don't know. You're trying to be like this tough guy and kick people out because, you know, they make fun of your opener, but then you turn around and you cry on, on on YouTube and apologize for kicking them out. Well, the rap genre, even the nerd rap genre, is generally supposed to be like, you're hard and not mm-hmm. releasing crying videos on YouTube, which mm-hmm. is uh, usually reserved for Britney Spears fans. That one guy. One, that one guy. God damn it. Yeah. One time. One time it happens. Um, so yeah, MC Chris, MC Pussy, let's change his name for him. Um, so that's going to do it for the news for this week. Uh, go ahead and talk about this, this movie, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, I forgot, like, this is the, the worst of all movies. Like, it's a good movie. (laughs) Tell me what you think about it, man. It's the worst Nightmare on Elm Street movie. No, that is not true. Uh, Absolutely not. There's no two, chance. You've seen... Two doesn't count. You've seen Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, or whatever the hell yeah. that one was? Yeah. Where the, the, was yeah. that the one with the fight scene against nobody? I think like, so. The kung it's... fu fight where the guy's just fighting open air, and it, it's like, <laughs> huh, he, huh, and like Freddy's making noises off screen and shit, and that's Yes, it. that is definitely that one. Uh, whatever. Not that bad. You're really, you're really not a big fan of uh, New Nightmare? Um... Let's jump into this. Let's let's talk it out. Yeah. If you haven't seen New Nightmare, listen to a different podcast cuz I don't really need to explain it to you. It's it's an iconic movie even if it's not <laughs> that great. Um I think Heather Langenkamp is a horrendous actress. She's not the best. No, no, no. And I think that's it, it's really hard to get into it when she's that bad. And I, and that's I don't know. that's she... where it started to lose me. So I re- I rewatched for the show. I had seen it. One- I'd only seen it once before, like a couple of years ago. And she was not like, she wasn't distractingly bad for me, at least this time. Um, I thought the kid, uh, what's his name, Miko Hughes, who's the kid from like Kindergarten Cop, and he was on Full House all the time. Have, have you looked and him up was, recently? I did look. I looked him up today. Yeah, he looks. He way was different. Gage on Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, he was. Wow. A much a much better move. Well, maybe not a much better movie than this, but probably on par with this one. But like he he's he's not good in this movie because he does so much stuff where he has to be creepy and be like never sleep again mm-hmm. and he's just it it just does not work for me at all when he does that. Agree, but you, you can kind of like forgive a child. That's true. Heather Langenkamp was was like a thirty year old actress. Yeah. But, but she, I, this I, is her I, job. I feel like the kid from The Phantom Menace. Uh, is going, well, what the fuck then? Because no, that has never happened. No one ever has forgiven Jake Lloyd for being in that shitball movie in his entire life. This is true, and we never will. So sorry, Jake Lloyd, if you're listening. He and MC Chris are crying together on YouTube. You were in Star Wars NASCAR. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Wow. This should make a Star Wars NASCAR game. 
Yeah. Um, well, they had, they had a pod racing game that was actually not bad, like back for the N sixty four back in the day. But anyway, that's true. we're not talking about Star Wars. We are could. we talking about Star Wars? We could. We, we we need a lot more time than what we are supposed to have today. That's true. We could talk about it on your Star Wars podcast. Start one. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. I don't I don't host enough podcasts right now, and neither do you. You only do two. <laughs> what are you up to now? Seven. You do a I podcast do, every day? I only do three. If I did, my wife would fucking murder me. <laughs> Granted, when we do World War Weekly, we do it like once a month and just record like four or five episodes at a time. Yeah. So that that's pretty nice. But every three months, maybe, I call the perfect storm. This happened not that long ago where I was on someone else's podcast. It was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, wow. Where it was like I was – we did – we. uh trip dub so that's what we call it in the biz trip dub uh then i was on someone's podcast and then i had a day off and then i did rounds and breakdowns down in milwaukee and then we did ours and then i was on someone else's and then i was on someone else's damn i did not get any vagina that week which <laughs> <laughs> is actually just a normal week in my life so just, yeah that's just gonna say another normal week yeah, for matt just which married. is such a surprise because you know podcasts do nothing but get you laid oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe if I was single, just walk around, just carry my microphone, and be like, "I'm talking to this on the internet, girl." <laughs> you ever heard a podcast of terror? No. Do you want to have sex anyway? <laughs> you say it no. might work. It might work. Let me establish first. Do you like rap? Because that's where we're going <laughs> first. Problem. That's that is the the baseline for someone I will have sex with, Jeanette. <sighs> Do you like Bone Thugs and Harmony or just the bones part? <laughs> he can give you the bones. I'll the Thugs and Harmony are extra. Thug you with my bone in Harmony. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, really? <laughs> that was it. That was, that was too far. Sorry. Uh, whatever. <laughs> the offended tone. I'm like, what? Good God. Dan, why did I even decide to, why did I even decide to tell you to put me on your show? Yeah, why did I demand to be on this terrible podcast? <laughs> All seven of our <laughs> listeners are really going to, they're going to hate on oh, you. Boy. Release That's a crying video tomorrow. I will. I'll get it ready now. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, I'm so sad. Hold your cat while you do it. Be like, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Snugglepuss is, he's upset. <laughs> he's so sad. Actually, my cats have cool names. My cats are named, uh, we have a girl cat and a boy cat. We got the first one, the girl cat's Ripley, oh, named after cool. Alien. And then uh, the boy is Murphy, named after Robocop. That's even worse. Nice. Wow. Should be named I always knew, Dade Murphy from Hackers, like, but you never fucking watched that movie. I, I, I'm unfamiliar with Hackers. Uh, I don't know what this movie is. That's my upset sound with you. I'm not shitting I my pants right now. <laughs> they don't have to be different sounds. They can be the same sound. They are the same sound. I figured. I figured. It sounded a lot like you were pooping. <laughs> Sometimes you get a little too much fiber in your system and you just <laughs> grunt out that tough one. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Uh, Speaking of, can you guys hold on? I gotta take a shit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you just <laughs> took a shit. I don't know what kind of chair you're sitting in. It's a toilet. It could yeah, be a toilet. Yeah. Well, this is... The entire episode so far has taken a shit, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the shower curtain is just a wall. Like, I made the shower curtain look like a wall. So that... I thought you were going to tell us that you just took a shit on your shower curtain for some reason. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just you, you eject. I call it the shotgun blast. You just <laughs> you crank out a tough one, and you just splatter shit everywhere. Better the shower curtain than the wall, that's for sure. 
<laughs> if you're gonna do that, do it on the shower curtain. Yeah, I can get rid of a shower curtain. I can't get rid of a wall. Yeah, life pro tip. Podcast <laughs> pro of tip. terror. Uh, podcast of terror, teaching you what to shit on. Teaching lessons. Each week. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. So I uh, back to the movie. Uh, I I think Heather Langenkamp is a, is not a good actress. In the first one, she wasn't either, but I feel like that's excusable because it was she was young and it was one of her first movies. She has yeah. almost the same in this movie, and that I, I don't like that. Well, I mean, it kind of what this movie does though, and I didn't realize it how much until I rewatched it today because I went and saw this in the theater uh, by myself uh, when it came out. And part of the the thing about this is I'd seen almost all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies from about three on in the theater with my friends growing up. And then this last one comes out and I didn't have any friends. So I went and see it by myself and I didn't have anybody to discuss it with afterwards. So I kind of always thought it was a little bit more serious and I've taken it to heart a little bit deeper because uh, I could only kind of figure it out in my own head afterwards. And rewatching today, I'm like, oh, this is this is just as shitty as the other ones are. <laughs> um, it's certainly just as campy. And I don't think I felt like that when I left the theater at that point in time. But they do so many throwbacks to the earlier film, especially the first one uh, that she was in. Like, there's the part where the, she's walking through to try to find her kid in the hospital. And the, the woman's like, you know, you can't be in here without a pass. She's like, screw your pass. And it's the same goddamn line. And they, yeah. they try to do that throwback stuff. I'm like, wow, they're really reaching to get these things in here for this. But yeah, she didn't develop much as an actress. The only thing that I remember her doing between the first two films and this was just the Ten of Us, which was a spinoff TV series from Growing Pains about the Lubbocks. It was uh, a coach and his yes. wife and their eight kids. Um, she was she, she like was the, one of the daughters, right? Yeah, they were the four hot girls that went to this all boys school because that's where right. the the dad was going to be teaching, was going to be coaching, and like. Almost all of the daughters, I think, uh, have wound up in Nightmare on Elm Street movies over time. Uh, Brooke Theus was in one of the either the Dream Child or the Dream Master or something. Dream Master, yeah. Um, the uh, the other one, I don't remember which one she was in, and and I don't think Jamie Lunar was in any of them. But it was just kind of like she did that, and and they make it seem like she's a much more successful actress in this movie than I think what she ever was. She, Definitely. She was on one episode of American Horror Story. Two two episodes, sorry. She was in Star but Trek Into Darkness. It seems like what everything that she's done since was kind of just playing against the type. Like, I'm sure she was in American Horror Story because she is this kind of, like, scream queen from the 80s. Like, she was in Nightmare and Nightmare yeah. 3 and this one. But she was in Tanya and Nancy, the inside story, as Nancy character. I was going to say, sense. you know what, that totally makes sense, because she looks a lot like Nancy Kerrigan. Yes, yeah, she does. And she's already gotten used to answering the name Nancy, so that's <laughs> true. worked out perfectly. <laughs> Didn't have to stretch at all. She <laughs> checked all of the boxes the producers for Tanya and Nancy needed. Kind of Response like to Nancy. Check. Look sort of her. looks like her, if you squint. But yeah, yeah I, um, I couldn't really buy Nancy Kerrigan's crying when she got beat on the leg with that fucking thing either, so it's like, yeah, it seemed like overacting was perfect. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, to your point about her, like, seeming... Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, we should say, like, the, what, it, what it actually is, is uh, she's playing herself in the movie as um, Heather Langenkamp, which is a real name, who starred in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and they're making a new one, and she's being contacted to be in it. 
And I just like in the movie how um, she goes to New Line and they're like talking to her and it's like, oh, you know, Heather, we really want you in this, uh, Wes is doing another Nightmare movie, we really want you to do it. And she's like, I don't know. And uh, she's not getting any other offers. Mm -hmm. She needs to take this movie if she wants to keep feeding that creepy little kid. Also, it seems like all of her friends and and family and everything are all somehow tied into the Nightmare films as well. It's like she's made no relationship contacts outside of this film series in the rest of her life so it's like her her husband is is some guy who works in films doing uh sci-fi effects and stuff but he's working on the new freddy claw uh and she hangs out with the guy who played her dad yep and like oh here's Robert England showing up and he's dressed as Freddy Krueger for the interview show and but that's the only people she ever calls are people from the movie. Yeah, it it it, it makes sense if you don't think about it and like just recognize that they're they're you know like you said they're really straining to make it all tied back to the first one and kind of make it like it's the first movie's coming true or whatever whatever bullshit you want to say about like Freddy's coming into the real world. It, like, sort of makes sense if you don't think about it too much. I, I Plus, it means everybody who's a producer or a writer or director for the the film gets to play themselves in it, so they also get scale for acting. Yeah. Uh, so it must have been a nice paycheck for them. Absolutely. I didn't like how they made Freddy look different. Like, I know that they, they preface it earlier in the movie where they say, like, ooh, he's so much darker. That, but the thing is, he's not that much darker. Like, he does look a little more realistic, especially, like, I think the looks... movie before this was Freddy's Dead, which was totally, like, horror comedy over the top. Fucking great. Um, <laughs> Maybe I should have picked that one to watch instead of this one. Uh, you'll just have to come back to it again. All right, I mean, they made, him, they made him more 90s by giving him a trench coat. Is yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, he gets a trench coat and, like, a less stupid hat at one point it's like all black instead of like a fedora well it just it it looks like he's missing chunks of skin versus being burnt yeah he looks like an overcooked hot dog (laughs) yeah and the mask looked really like it was made out of vinyl or something too it looked Mm -hmm. just seriously not like a great effect and yeah i don't know if either of you knew this but this is the only movie in which uh freddy's glove has a blade on the thumb yes Oh, interesting. Fuck you, Corey. Look at that. I, I learned something <laughs> on this dumb podcast. We usually save that for the end. Uh, oh, wait. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, show. that's a different, different show. Different show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, you guys don't seem like you like this one too much. I think this is probably the third best nightmare movie. Maybe uh, I'm like, wait, what? maybe Freddy's Dead might be better. I don't know. So what, what's your, no, what's I, your Nightmare on Street hierarchy? Uh, I think the th- I think Dream Warriors, the third one, is definitely the best one. Like, uh, that is the, that's, theme song that's by a... Dokken. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. I love that Fuck song. Yeah. Although, I, as far as theme songs go, I like Love Kills from Number Four better. Sure. Uh, is even though I'm not big of any Vincent, the rest of the band, you know, you got Mark Slaughter and Dana Strum from Slaughter, and you got Bobby Rock who went on to be a Nelson. <laughs> it was really like a super group of the '80s. <laughs> I mean, it was a pre-super group because they <laughs> yeah, right. all did much better things after that. It's very true. I, going back to what Dan said, like I, I, I like all Nightmare on Elm Street movies, except really the second one. So to say that I didn't, and I don't like even it, hate the second one. I, I mean, don't hate I, the I, second I one. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I had dreams about the second one before it came out, not like wet, erotic, gay dreams. Uh, <laughs> although I, I'm perfectly okay with that now. But it just like the the scene with the the bus 
with everybody on the bus and, and Freddie and everything. I had dreams about that before the movie came out and I was talking yeah. to somebody about it. They're like, oh shit, that's that's from the, the new movie. We just saw that in a preview. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What new movie? Oh shit. Um, well, that's so that, creepy. Yeah, that got to me a little bit. Corey, are you writing a screenplay in which Matt and I are also in it? And you're like, I don't know how it ends. I haven't had them dreams yet. I've got 30 pages of Matt just taking a shit. Oh uh, my god, it's very true to life. It's all coming true. I'm I'm a quick shitter, all right? I just I shit a lot. I shit a couple just... times a day. I'm very regular. I have no problems oh, with regularity. Um but yeah, just just about like kind of the series in general. I I really I can't stand. Uh, I think it's the fifth one. I, I think the fifth one's the Dream Master actually, and that one is just terrible. I I really I couldn't stand that one. The rest of them all have something good in it. Like two is two is surprising. Like I only watched it the first time a few years ago, and it's very surprising that anyone was surprised it was a gay movie <laughs> because it's like. <laughs> It's very, very gay. Back in the 80s, though, do you think that that really crossed their mind? There's a scene where the gym teacher's wearing leather chaps and he's getting whipped. And he has assless leather chaps just, and he's being whipped. That's just a BDSM scene. That's that's just the 80s for you, I guess. Just the 80s. Um, yeah, not a bad movie. I think 2 is actually pretty good. But I, just, I, I mean, we, were, we weren't really sure about, like, Judas Priest and Rob Halford in the 80s. True. So, I mean, that, that's true. I guess that makes sense then. There's just that's... such a huge departure from the first one and the second one. Yeah, I mean, the really, the third one is the true sequel to the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Two is just this kind of weird side project um, that was interesting, but not really, it didn't really continue the story no. of, like, Freddy. No, and they never yeah. really go back to it either. No. And I think that's part of the problem with this one is that number three had already been the callback for Nancy. Yeah. So I didn't feel like there was a lot of new stuff in uh, the new Nightmare for that. Because it was like, not only were things a callback to number one, and we kind of gotten some of that in part three, but it seemed like some of the scenes, like the whole thing of having a kid be the entry point for Freddy was done in part five with the dream child. Uh, yeah, and it was, it was. The main girl, Alice, losing her husband slash boyfriend in it. Uh, I think even by a car accident, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, was that the one with the the motorcycle crash where Freddy becomes the motorcycle and then injects right. himself into the guy? I think that was the only good part of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, it it just didn't seem like there was enough new in this, and what it was trying to do was trying to, and I think this is Wes Craven as we're starting to see where he was going for Scream, where he's trying to subvert his his previous horror stuff in a way and like he's telling you well it's it's about the writer and the writer is the entry point and you're the entry point the, the thing needs to come through you because you created the girl who made fun of freddy and everything and i just yeah. don't think he was quite 100 percent there yet for for that and that's why when scream comes around later even though it wasn't as based as much around his original work it it felt more like he had the premise down as to I'm taking all these things that have existed in this genre for years and I'm not making fun of them so much as I'm distilling them down and kind of pointing out the cliches to make the film make a better sense out of it. Um, and this, I, I was, yeah. like I said, I was surprised because I saw this in the theater and I got exactly what he was trying to bring across at that point in time. But as I'm watching it this time and it seems like, oh, I didn't know that it was that silly. Like there's a part where she goes under their blankets and she goes to her 
starts going through the tunnel and then she winds up going through past all the boiler fronts and the flames and everything and then shoots out the face of a giant freddy head yeah it gets at the end it gets really really like silly and over the top because i'm really like i really love the idea of this movie i think Corey, you're right that in scream it takes what this movie was trying to do to a certain extent and does it better but the idea that like you know after all after the six movies you've done and you made freddy over the top and kind of like a cartoon character mm-hmm. Taking it back to, okay, what if Freddy was real in the real world and he was just this icon that this ancient evil possessed? I kind of like that idea. But then at the end, it just turns into a regular nightmare movie where he's like, you know, he, he has like his tongue wraps around Heather and then like he has like crazy stretchy arms that reach after the kid. And it's just like, this is not this realistic horror thing. Like, this is a cartoon again. Yeah, and the fact that he was supposed to be a demon that was coming to life in the form of freddy um it just kind of i mean that's that's why the the whole setting is more of a basis of of hell it has nothing to do with elm street It has nothing to do with her home or anything else familiar it just tries to take the freddy tropes and move them into it it sort of becomes more like nightbreed at that point or not nightbreed uh hellraiser oh yeah yeah yeah. so speaking of hellraiser uh heather langenkamp is in the new hellraiser also no, and that, that makes come, sense. Yeah, sorry, I has, forgot. Has to that come out? A new, a new Hellraiser? Has that come out? Yeah, did that come out a few years ago? No, it's coming. The new one a few years ago is not good. Oh, all right. Um, I'll ignore that. There's, I've only ever seen the first one. Oh, um, I watched the latest one, um, and I watched part of the one that has Adam Scott in it from Parks and Rec, and it takes place in like the 1800s or something. I think that's a Hellraiser movie, right? Uh, I think one. I think starts, it was like Hellraiser Four. One starts like in the 1800s. I don't think one yeah. fully takes place. I could be wrong. Right, right, right. I think I think you're right. But um, brief sidebar. So Hellraiser Revelations is the one you're talking about. It only came out yeah. so that they could keep the rights to the movie. It doesn't even have the guy who's played uh, Pinhead in every other Hellraiser movie. Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Thank you. Yeah, right. Um, they made it so that they couldn't. They didn't lose the rights, so that they could release Hellraiser: Judgment that comes out in 2017. It was it was Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Nice. Okay, that's putting it in terms I understand, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Corey? Get that <laughs> nerd shit out of here. Uh, no. And I think when we when we reviewed the first Nightmare on Elm Street, we did it against the first Hellraiser. We were talking at that point in time. I was like big on the idea of we're going to do all the movies and we're going to do the the first one against the first one and the second one against the second one. Uh, We never did that. Still bright-eyed and (laughs) bushy-tailed. We gave a fuck. Before someone Um, called us fat hipsters on Twitter. Oh, we should uh, kick her out of our show. (laughs) You should. You absolutely should. That was Uh, almost a year ago now. Yeah. Sorry. It's getting pretty close. Mm -hmm. So I... I think that I don't know, man. I mean, I love Wes Craven, and and I I really respect where he was trying to go with this. But even in in some senses, like the fact that the the kid falls asleep, and Freddy comes out from his dream to attack Julie, seems like that was from part two. You know, Freddy becoming corporeal and being able right. to attack each other other people because one person fell asleep, even if they weren't. Uh, and it's just weird because it straddles this line of it's all in in Heather Langenkamp's head uh, or her her kids, and then real things happen that when you see, when the nurses see this girl being pulled up to the ceiling and blood just spurting out of her, there's no way to explain that in a real-world sense anymore. 
and and certain things with the with West just kind of is there for a while and then disappears. And Robert England just kind of goes off somewhere and disappears. That all just gets waysided in a way that doesn't seem ultimately satisfying to the story that they're trying to tell with these people. Well, Robert England, like, just we just hear a a phone message that's just like, "We went to the country. Bye. Don't try and contact us." Yeah, I was painting some shit and I freaked out and I left. Yeah. Yeah, and also I dress like Ringo Starr now. Yeah. Oh, that was fucking weird. <laughs> I think he just dressed like that in the 90s because he's playing himself, so I don't know. But yeah, the, the nurses in that hospital were really, they were jerks. One of them was uh, the one from the the Conjuring series, or not the Conjuring, the uh, Insidious series, uh, and she played the teacher in the first movie, I think, uh, when Nancy wakes up in high school when she has her first nightmare about Tina getting dragged through the halls. And right, she does right, the right. new hall pass thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So she gets to show up in this too. There, there were a couple other cameos. The guy who played Rod in the first movie that hangs himself in the jail, and Tuesday Night, who took over for Patricia Arquette uh, from her Dream Warriors oh, yeah, character, yeah, yeah, showed yeah, up right. in the funeral. But again, these two people show up at the funeral for this woman. They they don't even get speaking roles. They just they're there because they've right. been in other Nightmare films, and that's apparently all she knows is people from the fucking Nightmare movies, <laughs> including ones that she wasn't even with, with. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, Tuesday night. I, I never met you, but please come to the funeral for my <laughs> husband. my husband's funeral. I like to imagine that Heather was just, like, waiting off camera just at all of the filming of all of the other Nightmare movies, and she's just like, I like what you did there, Wes. That was really, <laughs> that was really good. Um, so since Heather Langenkamp was also in three... Do you think it's strange that they never, like, you you see the first movie being replayed all the time, but they never make mention of the third one, only the first in one. The, in, in New Nightmare? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird, because Wes Craven wrote and directed uh, Dream Warriors, too, right? Well, he wrote uh, Dream Warriors, but uh, it was directed by uh, Chuck Russell. Ah, okay. Still, though, you know, it wasn't like he was completely removed from it. Yeah, and I don't know if he if he wrote it so much as maybe he's referenced think, in it more because of the the characters come over, right? Well, because Frank Darabont uh, co-wrote it and Bruce Wagner co-wrote it. Yeah, yeah, ah, but okay. he's credited as writing the story. Yeah, I, I, that's right. I think he came up with the idea like, oh, we'll bring Nancy back and do whatever, mm-hmm. go to a you know a bunch of kids. But yeah, none of no mention of really any of the other movies except they keep making reference. To like, oh, you didn't let your son watch your movies, did you? But really, she was only in two of them. Right. Yeah. And they only talk about one. And they only ever talk about one. And they keep showing the girl who played Tina in the scene that the kid keeps watching, but they don't even bring her back for for a cameo somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. She should have played her best friend because all she knows in life she learned from A Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Well, you know, she was in Better Off Dead, and maybe that's the point of her (laughs) in this is like, well, she was better off. She, She was better off there. Um, Johnny Depp makes no cameo appearance. No, which is a surprise. What was he doing? Just a photo. Just a photo of the cast and the right, right, right. Yeah, which it's surprising because he wasn't megastar Johnny Depp in 1994. Like he was doing okay for himself. He had done Edward Scissorhands and all that, but it wasn't like he was making Pirates of the Caribbean money. No. Well, in '91, he had shown up for the Final Nightmare. He made a cameo in that. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that guy on TV. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. 
And that's the thing about Depp is I think he's he's the guy who will show up and do these things if anybody asks him or even just doesn't ask me. He's like, hey, I got nothing going on today. You want me to show up and and be in <laughs> they, your twenty one Jump Street movie for no reason? They may have had like a, a thirty seven bracelet limit, <laughs> and he is a strict forty to forty five bracelets each day. And so, that's per arm. Per arm. Per arm. <laughs> he may have been getting his Winona Forever Fucking tattoo jingles. removed at that point. <laughs> that's true. Uh, um, well, in in '94 he did Ed Wood, Don Juan DeMarco, and in, in oh, that's, that's true it. to do Ed Wood, but yeah. but and nowadays he's too busy with Kevin Smith making movies for his, their children. Jesus, yeah, what a fucking weirdo. I forgot about Ed Wood. Ed Wood, a fantastic movie. I've never I seen it. Picked... I've never even oh, heard of a... it till right now. Really? Oh, it's a great movie. Is it's it an Academy Ed Award Wood? winner as well. It is oh, about it's Ed Wood. Black and white though. It is, but don't let that hold you back, Matt. No, That's the charm of, of what the movie is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of what it's meant, it's meant to be about. It's it's a very, very fun a fun movie. You're a fun Which movie. Tim Burton does not make anymore, fun movies. <laughs> does he still make movies? Apparently. Mm. Let's see what Tim Burton's up to. It just makes yeah. mistakes. He has, he has that movie coming out that's uh, like based on that. It's like Goth X-Men. It's like Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Kids or something like that. That looks fine. It's just, you know, it's, I'm over Tim Burton. It's not on his IMDb, so I don't believe it's happening. Really? Oh, it like comes out in like a couple of weeks. I thought it was him. I mean, it looks so Burton-esque, and that, yeah. that may be part of the, the thing. The we talked about this with Frighteners last week, though, too, is that Frighteners seems like it's a Tim Burton movie, but it's yeah. not. Right. And it's just confusing because some people have just taken these things and done them uh, just so well, it's very easy to emulate what he is. What is? Yeah, that's true. It's um, yeah, it comes out September thirtieth. It is directed by Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, these, these, right. these are his producing credits. Sorry. Oh, Fuck. he had a hand in there. There's a lot of black and white stripes. You know, Tim Burton was involved. <laughs> Just looking at the movie poster, I can tell it's a Tim Burton movie. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I don't know, man. Tim Burton, Tim Burton went off the rails a long time ago. Was it on a crazy train? He did. Aye, aye! Uh, <laughs> That's my new character. It's Ozzy, but just Ozzie. for that one line in Crazy Trains. In a perfect world, Tim Burton would not be making movies anymore. and He'd just be doing old-style music videos for Ozzy Osbourne and Alice Cooper. <laughs> in, a perfect, in a much better world than the one we are in right now. Does Alice yeah. Cooper still put out music? This is turning into the, the, the random thoughts... I think about asking them, then Googling them podcast. So basically one of my podcasts. <laughs> uh, Alice Cooper is still doing music. I want to say he just did something with Johnny Depp not too long ago. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Yeah. I feel like Alice Cooper just plays golf now. <sighs> he put out a like, book about golf not that long ago. So he has a super group called Hollywood Vampires featuring Johnny Depp and Joe Perry. Yep. I don't know if that's great or terrible. I can't. I can't decide. That sounds fucking horrendous. So I knew Johnny Depp. <laughs> so there's a picture on the Wikipedia page, in which Johnny Depp is wearing about 45 bracelets playing guitar. Okay. You think they get in the way when he plays the guitar? I think he uses them to play the guitar. Like he just rubs <laughs> them along the uh, the fretboard, and they make like Peter Frampton type sounds. <sighs> God damn, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. Is fucking Steven Seagal the bassist? <laughs> Dude, I'm not that even... that tips it over into being awesome again. Come on, if Steven Seagal's the bassist, uh, Steven Seagal makes music too. He, he uh, calls it music. 
the the album, the one studio album they did in 2015, has guest appearance by Paul McCartney, Dave Grohl, Joe Walsh, and Christopher Lee. Wow, kind of fucking awesome. Yeah, that's Christopher a lot of Lee has been metal before. Yeah, see this picture. Hold on. Touring members include Duff McKagan and Matt Sorm of Guns N' Roses. Yes. Wow. And Robert DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. It must be nice to be like a famous person because then you could do a vanity project like this and be like, oh, Dave Grohl, why don't you come play on my record here? Well, okay, so have you ever heard of the band Ghost? Uh, no. A, enjoy this picture of Steven Seagal. I'm loving this YouTube. picture of Steven Seagal. Okay. He looks like a thumb with hair. He does. <laughs> Uh, Steven Seagal playing guitar looks great. Um, Love it. Before I look at pornography, let me turn off my screen share. So um, <laughs> the band Ghost is Blue Oyster Cult, but bad. <laughs> and all the musicians, they're just called Nameless Ghouls, and they wear like masks and shit. Okay. And it's said that Dave Grohl like played a few shows with them, but no one knew, and no one knows, because he just puts the, the Nameless Ghoul get up on and goes and plays shows. Like because it's Dave cool Grohl, and Dave Grohl is like the Johnny Depp of, oh, I That's just true. got shit going on, I'm just going to show up and hey guys, be on a fucking Tenacious D album as the devil and shit, or I'll play for Andrew WK and I'll do this other, yeah, fucking, but it's fucking Dave Grohl and he yeah. rules. It, I, Dave Grohl. I never made a connection. I never made a connection, but Dave Grohl kind of is the Johnny Depp of music. Yes, like, that's a, that's just that just feels right to me. He's doing everything. Yeah, his life's way cooler than mine. <laughs> that's that's true. I don't know. You got your beer. You got your little podcast <laughs> every day of the week Sunday here. Night, not so bad, man. My internet friends. <laughs> if, if Dave Grohl just had like one producer that he only ever worked with, and that producer also put his wife in every single fucking thing he did, like if if Dave Grohl worked exclusively with Jack White and where's, Meg White or something, and that was it. That and then it would be more like Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's Johnny Depp married to these days? He just got Nobody divorced, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just got separated from Amber Heard. Is that her name? I yes. Think. Fucking no. The oh god, uh, we don't need to bring it up. The look up TMZ <laughs> anytime from the last month, and oh really? You'll yeah, find yeah, out yeah. So much great stuff about it. Well, I don't know. So, uh, Johnny Depp. You don't read TMZ every day, Matt? No, Johnny Depp. If you're single, I do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> But he poops a lot. That's, like, there's just no. You'd never be able to travel anywhere because Matt's just taking another shit. Damn. Your shower curtain budget will skyrocket. <laughs> We're gonna have to keep a few on hand. Sometimes. Also, you gotta make sure that you get your dogs legally allowed yes. into Australia before you go over there with uh, them. I forgot about that. What? What? Boldness of Johnny Depp to just be like, I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. I could just bring my dogs anywhere. Well, to be fair, I mean, the fucking country is just basically one big prison, so it's just, it doesn't matter. That's true, but clearly he never saw Bart versus Australia, season six of The Simpsons. You cannot bring an animal into Australia, it will ruin them. No flora or fauna. I don't know if people who listen to our podcast watch The Simpsons. I assume that they do. Everyone watches The Simpsons, except my wife. My wife hates it. Absolutely (laughs) despises it. I also don't think the writers watch it, because God, they would have a clue by now. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'd read a shitty TV show if it just kept cashing checks. That's true. Look how much effort you put into this podcast, which pays nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. I got nothing. So are we done talking about New Nightmare? I don't know, are we? Is this the end of the show? I don't think so. 
We can talk about more. I mean, I, you know, I was so, I'll say this, um, r- watching it again, I was surprised at how long it felt. Oh, yeah. It's, it's almost two like, hours it's, long. It's almost two hours long, and so many scenes could have been cut completely or just really, really trimmed down. Like, she goes to the morgue, and there's, like, a whole scene of her walking in the hallway and then, like, being like, hello, I need help. And it's like, oh, can we help you? Here's your husband's body. It's just like, just show us, get right to the body when she sees the claw marks. We all know what's going to happen. Like, it was just drawn out. And a lot of the stuff in the hospital just seemed to take way too long. And Yeah, and way too long. Just like, every time there's something wrong with the kid, it's like, oh, God, I'm so worried about my kid, but I gotta fucking leave now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Gotta go. Sorry, Kevin. Hope you don't mind being home alone. It's just, like, repeatedly, like, I'm... I'm desperately worried about my child plus there are like a thousand fucking earthquakes going on in the entire movie what the hell yeah. is that shit well that was um I, I looked into this a little bit probably just on the wikipedia page like the uh, the big la quake had happened not long before they started filming i think in like 1993 when they had the really really big earthquake and they had all these shots of just uh just all the structures in la that really were destroyed and they were like let's just throw that in the movie <laughs> So I, I kind of like that, actually, because it kind of it seemed like that was Freddy coming into this world, caused a bunch of earthquakes. They don't really say that, but it's sort of there. Well, they, I don't know. This whole movie doesn't tie together super well. A lot of the stuff is um, they try and portray her to like be crazy. Because she's like, oh, right. there was an earthquake earlier. And the nurse is like, nah, there ain't no earthquake. Like, I don't that's know. right. I guess we got lucky over here. You yeah, know, we didn't yeah. have it, but right. you go on, crazy white lady. Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she's so busy from her her very very A list acting career that you know she's she's supposed to have exhaustion and and, and feel phantom earthquakes. Being on a no name talk show, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the entire crowd's dressed up like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> By the way, I love I don't know what talk show this is where people bring signs like it's a professional wrestling event. It was like we love Freddy, Freddy rules. You got to remember what Morton Downey Jr. was like at that point in time. <laughs> it wasn't like it was Oprah. It's not like everybody looks under their seats and you get stabbed by Freddy and you get stabbed by Freddy. <laughs> if Although they did another Freddy, I would love to see that now. Yeah, that would be yeah. so much better. Oh, man. Just a mass murder of the entire set. <laughs> that would and there's be, that just would like be one I would watch face that. stuck inside a TV because he said, kiss the primetime bitch and just, <laughs> oh. It's, it's welcome to primetime bitch. That's probably oh, my favorite line of the entire series. It is the best yeah, line that's of the entire Yeah, a damn good line. We should have watched Dream Warriors instead. This is my fault. <laughs> clearly superior film. So No, that's the, the thing is, is that this is... Unfortunately, it's, it's too bad, but it is true. I had this movie on such a higher pedestal uh, based strictly on, on like 20 years of memory than where it deserved to be. Yeah. And so because thank I, you. I don't know. I still... I'm sorry to ruin your memories of old movies, but I just I think the idea of this movie's good. It just it's not done super well, and yeah, it's it's better it's better when you think about it. It's not great when you're actually watching it. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's been a really long time since I've seen this movie, just because I I enjoy three through five so much better because they're over the top comedic um, gore fests. I guess you could say. So right. w- when it's like, hey, let's watch a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. New Nightmares never, yeah, like never the there. one you're going for. Yeah, so it's been a real long time, and I and it, like Corey said, it, it I, I think I had like a rose-colored memory of this, and just the whole the whole end scene where his jaw gets real big and he 
looks yeah, like. Yeah, that's great. Roger shit. Rabbits. I mean, it, seriously, it felt like it's like, here's where we're going to turn him into a cartoon. Yep. Like, yeah, everything exactly. that was supposed to be making him more menacing just goes right out it's of the window. Completely in gone. Mm-hmm. And it looks terrible, too. When he has the giant, like, jaw and the kids in the jaw, it looks so fake and awful. I'm usually a big proponent of, like, practical effects. I love, like, 80s, 90s horror movies that use them, but that was just not good. No, I agree. But like you said, he's supposed to be humanized more. And then all of a sudden his arms grow, his he tongue is. comes out. And... Exactly. It's completely bonkers. And you know what's weird is you just mentioned that, you know, 3 through 5 has all the, like, great kills. And those are, uh, for 4 and 5 especially, those are the only good parts of the movie in my mind. Mm-hmm. This this one, like, I know that they're trying to do this more grounded Freddy there are no big kill scenes. Like nope. maybe the the you know maybe maybe killing the babysitter in the hospital. That's yeah. kind of good, but again, it, it is something we've kind of seen already. Um, the husband getting killed in the car was like it was whatever. I mean, that's the thing. the The scene that happens to Julie is straight up what happens to Tina in the first movie. You yeah, know, right, right, right. Going up the yeah. walls, getting pulled over the top, and everything. It's just right. so much the same exact moment. That it 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 doesn't give you any additions from from what you've had before. I mean, they may have well right. had had her husband hang himself in a jail cell or something. It it was so close to being the when the the blades start coming out from inside the bed. You know, it was yeah. evocative of the Johnny Depp stuff, except for pulling him in. Mm-hmm. It just it really doesn't do much other than repeat itself from what it is before. And and if they had painted it more of that picture of like we are seeing the same thing over again. And we do get the moment where she's talking to uh, the guy who played her dad and suddenly she realizes that she's talking to him and he's the character in the first movie again. Right. Uh, I I like that. I like that idea, but I feel like it comes in way, way too late because yeah, I think there's a thing going on where it's like, she's now living in the first movie to an extent, but it comes in too late. And yeah, it's just not, not as well integrated into the movie if that's what they were trying to go for. Yeah, I mean, they really needed to to hammer in more scenes of the first film and and kind of, like, replay them out to show the connections of that. And yeah. they didn't do it enough. And and just the parts of, like, she sees that she's in the script uh, and things that they're saying are happening in the script, but they only reference that at the one scene with Wes and then the very end of the movie uh, when she right. finds the script again. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's enough. Yeah, agreed. Get your shit together, Wes Craven. <laughs> yeah, and what's he done lately? God, nothing. He died. <laughs> yeah, what's he done since then, though? <laughs> he has not come back to haunt me yet. So <laughs> yeah, could happen to me. He might haunt me now, though. <sighs> I mean, I'm gonna haunt effectively, you. that could be what watching this movie has done. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I did not sleep very well last night, so we can blame it on this. Uh-oh. I actually slept great last night, so, you know, and I watched the movie last night, so... No impact! Come at me, Craven. Come at me, Craven. I watched <laughs> it last night, too. I just... Three little shit-sipper dogs that kick me in my sleep. It's always hard to sleep. <laughs> nice. Um, What else happened in this movie? Anything? I did, like, one scene that I did, like, um... Well, maybe I didn't like it, but I, when the, the claw's coming out while the husband is driving home... Which, by the way... The husband, like, leaves in the morning. It's like, okay, I gotta go to work. And then it's, like, revealed that he's working three hours away, and it's gonna be... Yeah. It's gonna take him forever to come back. Was he commuting a total of six hours a day? Why wouldn't he just stay wherever he was? But that's besides the point. 
you should ask Wes Craven. When he, when he haunts me tonight, I'm going to be like, Wes, I noticed some plot holes in a movie you wrote uh, 23 years ago. I'm so glad you're here. I got a few questions. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I got to talk to you about New Nightmare. <laughs> no, when the when the, the new Freddy Claw comes out of the, the driver's seat, and it just kind of, like, scratches his balls. Right, yeah, and he's like... And then it vanishes, and then he just adjusts himself, and, like, that's that's just kind of it. I sort of like that, just as, like, a, Freddy's like, I'm going to give him a little tease. <laughs> just a little scratch on his nuts to see if he's paying attention. Well, when you're when you're swinging Excalibur sized dick, sometimes you gotta adjust it while driving. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Dan knows what I'm talking about. Well, uh, hell yeah, Thanks, we all know, shift. right, guys? Gotta shift my last ball on the left. <laughs> Hang on, guys. <laughs> my leftmost ball. Whew. I gotta give it a little little jiggle. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I guess, <coughs> I guess we could rank it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how long team. we've been doing the show yet. Oh, I'm Should we go another 10 hours? Uh, yeah, we still I mean, haven't even gotten to the first news story yet. Oh, wait. no. I, <laughs> I mean, it is a holiday weekend, so I don't have to go to work tomorrow. So Hell yeah. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> oh, but you've got to poop like nine times after the show's over. I have almost shit my pants twice since we started doing this. We've, we've noticed you holding it in. on. Uh, we can see on the my video face, chat. My face is bright red. I have to make, a, I make, have to make poops. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I guess let's let's rate it, and then after we rate it, we can talk for another twenty minutes about everything that has nothing to do with anything. Let's do it. Eventually, get out of here. So the <laughs> I don't think you were here the last time we did this. Nope, nope. Oh yeah, you were like the third episode. We do it on the uh, the three tier scale of goodness: rewatchability, story, and scariness. Zero to five. We do it one at a time, real slow, like a right. like a nice pot roast. Uh, let's start with rewatchability, Dan, since you're the guest, and I called you by your right name. You get to go first. <laughs> I mean, I could call up Jack and find out what he would say on this one if you want. He'll just um, agree with your number. Whatever you say, he'll agree with. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I I could see myself watching it again, but probably not anytime soon. So you guys, do, do you do half numbers? Because yes. I would probably do like a two and a half, like right down the middle. Like I'm not, I'm not in a, in a desperate. I'm never gonna be like, hey, let's watch New Nightmare. But if I'm with someone and they've never seen it, I might put it on. I could agree with that. Um, like I said, uh, I I like all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh, it's just not anywhere near my priority list of ones to watch when it comes up. So I'll yeah. agree, two and a half. Quarter. Yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have guessed I would have given it a four coming into it today because I had such great memories of it, and now I'm closer to a two. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's, it, and it's kind of interesting that you can do this, uh, Dan. You were saying that you like watching, or, or maybe it was you, Matt. Th- you like watching three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you can kind of take two different tacks. You can watch all the the nightmare movies uh, in a row and, and live with that way, other than the uh, you know remake bullshit. Uh, or you can watch three, four, and five, or you can watch one, three, and this, uh, and and kind yeah. of get a continuity for each different thing. And I think it's cool that three crosses over. It could be either those those three together for three, four, and five, or it can be one, three, and seven. Yeah, I would say one, three, seven is like the greatest hits version of you know just you you want the basics of Nightmare on Elm Street. Those are the three you should watch. I agree. Um... Yeah, I have nothing meaningful to add to that. All right. Um, so thanks, go- for, thanks for saying something. Fuck you. It's my show, you <laughs> prick. Uh, going off of that story, 0 to 5. 
Yeah, I mean, I I like the I love the idea of the movie. Um, I don't think it's done super super well, so I'm gonna go a little bit higher than I think you guys might. I'm gonna give it a three point five for the story. Look at that. Um, all of my major hangups are not with the story; it's the acting. It's the execution of the story. Yeah. Um, yeah, the execution leaves something to be desired. So I guess uh, I'll give it a three because I can't really fault the story that was written because that the acting is shit. <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of potential for where they were trying to go. I just don't think that it was executed really well. And I yeah. don't think it's just the acting. I think that, honestly, it jumps around trying to be a couple of different stories and it doesn't quite nail down what it wants. I'll still give it a three because uh, I think that there's a lot of enjoyability in the mix of it. Um, but I just think that you can tell that the clarity came to him later on. It was something that he was just, he, he had something that he was starting to get and he, it came to better fruition in Scream. And they yeah. got really fucked up by the time he got to Scream 3 and Scream 4. But that's another show. Wait, yeah, was, was I supposed to watch the Scream movies? Yeah, I thought we were, we were going to talk about those after this one. Fucking yeah. shit. Hang on, guys. I'm going to watch real And quick. then we're going to talk about Stab, the movie within a movie, and Scream. Right. <laughs> um, in a, so, yeah, never mind. I don't want to get too far off topic. I'm looking at my my copy of Bloody Murder 1 and 2 in front of me, <coughs> which Ooh. is a, it, it's a Friday the 13th knockoff, clearly. Um, clearly. I, I've never I've never had the pleasure of seeing Bloody Murder 1 or 2. Well, in, in a couple weeks, come back and listen, because I'm going to get real drunk with some co- uh, high school buddies and talk about them. All right, I'll um, be here, in a in a metaphorical sense, not uh, actually here. We could fly over. We'll just we'll pick you up in Door County. We're going to a, an ale festival. Oh, okay, okay. Done. And, you know, I just invite you to come hang out with me, and you just shut me out. Like I said, done. Years. I said implying I would be there. I won't actually be there. I'm being very nice. I think, but I was trying to humor you. I hate you so much right now, Dan. <laughs> Scariness zero to five. New nightmare. Not our marriage. Our marriage is a five out of five for sure. I'm already I'm already drawing up divorce papers. Um, but scariness, uh, yeah, I mean, I want it to be a lot scarier than it is. I remembered it being scarier than it is. Yeah, I, I'm probably gonna give it a two on scary. It's there's really just there's too much distracting me from the horror elements, and it's kind of just it gets cartoony at the end. It's not as terrifying as a Freddy in the real world story really should have been. So yeah, right. I'm going to. If we scariness on the acting alone, I could give it a five. <laughs> Oops. Um, story alone. Uh, I agree with what you said. I'm going to go one just because none of it really scared me. And especially when it really came down to it where Freddy started killing people, it got cartoony for the most part. So yeah. Uno. Yeah. The, the most, I, I mean, that's the thing is that it, it feels like it's supposed to be grounded in more of a reality. Um, and the only one that was really close to that was the death of the Julie character. Uh, that's the only yeah. part where I felt like they went over the top. And uh, when you think back to the fact that it's much like Tina's death, it's that's even lame. So, yeah, I'll give it I'll give it a two. <clears throat> Some solid scores there, guys. Um, All right. Yeah. Dan, what did you learn? All right, we have crunched our numbers, and we are going <laughs> to... Oh, wrong, wrong show, wrong show. Wrong show. Um, what did I learn? I learned that Alice Cooper is still making music, and <laughs> he's know, some sort of a vampire. We are literally going to encompass every podcast that we have ever done 
So we need to know. We'll, we'll crunch the numbers here at the end for length to see how all your right. episode ranks in terms of length with all the other episodes we've ever done. <laughs> That's what Dan likes is to always be judged <laughs> by the, length. The length. I love it. Yeah. That was an as long as I'm longer than Jack. Inadvertent dick joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you'll have to let Dan know if you're. You have to let Jack know if you're longer or not. Yeah, I'll let Dan know if Dan's longer than Dan. <laughs> I don't know why, like, you two don't have similar names yet. For some reason, it's so difficult to say them separately. <laughs> I forgot where I was going with this. It's fine. Sometimes We do so many podcasts together that I forget sometimes where I end up Jack Begins. Uh, that, it's too easy. That's a softball. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up. I set you up. And all right, you're not taking the bait. That's fine. You've matured over the course of this podcast, Matt. <laughs> The past hour and a half, I have, yeah. I have really grown up as a man. Absolutely. <sighs> well, Matt, what have you learned this episode? That Dan doesn't know where him and Jack are separated. That's right. They're one. What did you learn, Corey? Uh, I learned that uh, Dan must have really fat thumbs because he thinks Steven Seagal looks like one <laughs> holding a base. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, my I, got, I got really... A little bit slender comparatively to what you're used to. <laughs> wow. I got really fat thumbs and they know karate and they think they're a cop. So I thought that was Steven Seagal. <laughs> Do your thumbs have a reality show? Absolutely. That's fucking awesome. Lawman. <laughs> Lawman. Lawman starring Dan Mulhall's thumbs. Uh, <laughs> um, you can contact us. Thumb of the Valley. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Under thumb. Thumbmire. <laughs> oh, Steven Seagal movies. Let's let's keep this trail going. Cradle to the thumb. <laughs> Above the thumb. Thumb for justice. Thumb, thumb for justice. This is, that sounds authentic. Do you guys remember back in the nineties there was do like thumb wars mm-hmm. and like these weird like half hour specials that was just thumbs? I feel like these are rejected titles to one of those. Yeah. Uh how about Thumb Down Below? Now that sounds like a very different type of movie, Matt. Uh, I don't think before I say things. <laughs> I mean, Under Thumb and Under Thumb 2 actually sound authentic. Uh, yeah. They sound a little too right. Yeah. <laughs> Urban oh, Thumb. Oh, man. Did we say Above the Thumb or not? Yeah. All right. But above the Thumb 2. Above the Thumb 2. Thumb Horror. The Thumbing. And now I'm, just, now I'm just mixing my action movies. Uh, don't worry about it. Look at Mercenary for Justice. Thumb for Justice. Mercenary for Thumb. You do that too. Thumb for Thumb. Half past Just go all thumb. in. 100%. <laughs> Born to raise <laughs> thumb. Uh, Nothing but thumbs. Nothing but thumbs. I'm Ooh. all thumbs over here. Uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com or thumb at gncast.com. You can leave us a message on our website. Uh, just tell us what you like, what you don't like. If you want to hear more of our rejected thumb movie titles, just go ahead and let us know. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Terry. And you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Be sure to leave us uh, five-star feedback on whichever one you like. Speaking of uh, feedback, Dan, um, you listened to last week's episode, right? I did listen to last week's episode, yeah. Was that you that left us that uh, iTunes feedback using Krusty's... I did not. I heard you talking about Rory Bellows, but that was not me. Yeah, so I was corrected. It's 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 the guy left it saying Rory G Bellows, but the real name is Rory B Bellows. Rory D Bellows, yes. yeah. So I didn't with, with stars around it. Yep, yep. 
<laughs> That's how they figured out it was crusty. <laughs> yep. Um, back to my exit, my outro. Uh, all subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. You can join us on our Facebook page at Galactic Netcasts. Dan, where can everyone find all things Dan? Uh, well, everyone, uh, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I'm at thendansays. Uh, and if you want to follow any of the podcasts I do, uh, I do Worst Episode Ever. It's a Simpsons podcast looking at uh, trying to find which episode is the worst episode ever. Uh, that's <clears throat> at Worst Episode Pod. And uh, Jack and I also do a show called 90s Percentile. That's at 90s Percentile. And you can find all of the episodes at weepodcast.com, W-E-E podcast.com. So when is uh, Worst Episode Ever coming back? It is coming back soon-ish. We have not recorded it yet, but it was coming back probably in September. Definitely in September. Well, it's we just, it's September, so... It's September now, I know. We will get there. We're really enjoying not having to do two podcasts a week. So I, I thought about trying to pull one over on Corey and announcing in this podcast that we were going to take October off and seeing what his reaction would be, because it just makes absolutely no sense for us to not do podcasts during October. Like Yeah, during October of all months. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe take June off, but, and then, yeah. <laughs> Clearly that didn't pan out since I just told him. I didn't fucking whatever. I'll try to act surprised, like, when I see your nude pictures show up on my phone. <laughs> oh, it's a dick pic again. I'm just going to go into the closet for five minutes. That's you. <laughs> I will never go back in the closet, Matt. <laughs> I like that you had to explain. That's you. <laughs> Good joke. I never claimed to be like a funny person. Uh, um, Good times. Corey, where can people find you? Uh, you can find, basically, I just, I help other people make shit. So I do a website called donutscomics.com where I help publish the works of Levi Krauss. We do... Uh, Levi's World comes out every Thursday. Spells comes out every Tuesday. Spells is a cute little comic about a bunch of uh, witches. Levi's World is about a boy, his brother, and their alien friend who travel dimensions. Which one of them is named Levi? None of them. Whoa, plot twist. Yeah, I don't think I like it anymore. (laughs) You'll you'll have to keep reading to find out who Levi is. Damn it. it And the riddle of the world. Is it it like Rick and Morty at all? Uh, it is exactly like Rick and Morty, and that's why we should be making millions of dollars right now. Is it though? Absolutely. Because I really like Rick and Morty. Thanks. Rick to and Dan. Morty is really good. It's nothing like that. There's unfortunately. There's so many right. fucking shows that Dan talks about, and then I have to watch <laughs> again. It's the worst. Like uh, Black Mirror, I watched that. Uh, oh, so good uh, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like weird gratuitous sex scenes though, and I was watching it on an airplane when I was flying down to Kansas. Uh, I felt like everyone just was watching as I hold my phone and watch people bang. It probably doesn't help that you were actively masturbating and looking at the people next to you just straight up. Look at me. Look at me. I, I feel like that never helps when you're actively masturbating. It only ever seems to On an hurt. airplane of all places? I absolutely masturbate. I, I hardly pay attention, but it happens. Uh, that's the only way to make flights happens. more uncomfortable. Because I'm a big dude, so like, I have to like think small to fit in my seat. So as And i got to get a wide stance. These two can see because I'm miming out my wide elbow stance. Please, please continue to tell us about your masturbatory practices. <laughs> I just like the fact that we brought it back to mimes again. That makes me really happy. <laughs> Everyone has stopped listening at this point. I get so. a sweat oh, rag out and sweat <laughs> and dab my forehead. 
When now, when people are when people are listening to this episode, they're gonna be like, "Oh, Matt's doing the uh, the closing. He's talking about the Twitter and everything." Oh, but the episode goes for, on for another ten minutes. I wonder what they talk about. I hope it's jerking it on an airplane. <laughs> hey, I like to keep our listeners guessing. Uh, I like to see how many weird emails I can get about content. Nice. I would love to see the emails that come in on this episode. Don't have that Dan guy back. We like Jack better. Um, signed, you know signed, Jack Picone. signed Jack Picone. No, it'd be signed Pack Jacone. <laughs> and we'll never figure out who that is. Who is Pack Jacone? Um, I'm a little upset that Freet didn't show up. I could call him up if you want. I could see if he he can make a quick appearance. He the Freet, If you don't know, if you don't listen to worst episode ever, Freed is a, a character who who stops by. Yeah, I mean, I'll call, I'll call him up. Yeah. It's worth a shot. He didn't make it the last time because fucking Jack was with and Jack kiboshed it. So, hey everybody, this is Freet. I just want to say, New Nightmare was my favorite of the Elm Street movies, and I'm so sad that Wes Craven is no longer with us. I'm gonna go back to my stamp collecting. Listen to worst episode ever, please. Uh... <laughs> if there's not a selling point for worst episode ever, <laughs> better than that. Just... You can hear more of that guy on Worst Episode Ever. <sighs> Good old Freet. Well, um, Worst Episode Ever, the podcast with the voices. That's right. So since the only Simpsons podcast with funny voices, to my knowledge. Um, since you're calling up all of your characters, do you uh, you want to call up Hemus and have him end the show for us real quick? Oh man, uh, if if I were able to get Hemus here with you, how how would he how should he end the show? Just say whatever he wants. Yeah, essentially, say whatever you want and say thanks for listening to the podcast of Terror. We'll see you next week. All right, let's 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 see if I can get him. Get him. <laughs> it's been a while since Hemus has made an appearance, so frankly, I'm not sure I can get him. Well, if you have to, you can All just right. call Freak back. <laughs> uh Hey everybody, this is Hemus is here, trying to tell you, uh, uh, thanks for listening to the Podcast of Terror, we'll see you next time, and also listen to Worst Episode Ever. (laughs) Bye! The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. We have big interviews with bands from around the globe, a ton of new music each and every week. We discuss news in rock and metal and give our very own unique slant on the week's big stories. We're always on the lookout for new and unsigned rock and metal acts to have on the show. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at Rock Show Online. And who knows, you might be on the show. You can find The Rock Show with Gully and Joe on Stitcher, Podomatic, iTunes, and where all good podcasts are held. Next week on the Podcast of Terror. Next week, we are joined by my co-host on Rounds and Breakdowns, Nathan Forsey, to talk about the original Amityville Horror. That's going to be a good one. He's apparently actually afraid of that. So we'll That sounds out. like a good episode, and everyone should tune in. That's very true. I, I had to mute Dan while, while recording the ads because he couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut, so he just showed a cat butthole to me the entire time. <laughs> I'm sure all of your <laughs> listeners are shocked. Yeah, right. Based on the level of professionalism <laughs> that I brought to this episode of the podcast. We only bring the most mature guests on. Absolutely. As promised, we are going to stack up the length of this episode to the length of others. Uh, this one, we're currently, it's, I mean, it's obviously still rolling, but we'll be at about an hour and 35 minutes, which... Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, so you are it. currently five minutes longer than the episode with Jack. 
Which means we got to get Jack on here to just do a five-minute-long episode. That's true. But, but up. the episode in which both of you were on was two hours and 12 minutes. I was going to say, that was a pretty long one. And Matt Vincent still has the number one spot with two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, man. All right, next time Jack and I are on, we may try to conquer that record. Well, the key is that I and you guys all have to get drunk. All right. Because that, that's what Done. Matt, Matt and I got real drunk, and um, I, apparently it was funny. Corey enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. All right. Sweet. So, yeah, we'll uh, the next time Jack will come back with Dan. Yep. I had to correct what I was saying because I called you Jack on accident the first time around. Uh, I, I see. I didn't. I, you know, if you hadn't pointed it out, I wouldn't have noticed. That's yeah, because you're, you're a dumb. Um, oh, God. Jack, Jack and Jack will be back to talk about <laughs> Jack, and Jack, yes. Jack Spratt, a horror movie. Um, <laughs> we'll all get drunk. I'm killing time to make this actually an hour and 35 minutes, which is <laughs> right now. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the podcast, Darren. and we will catch you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Booga booga! Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast here. You can help Galactic Netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash galactic netcasts and pledge as little as dollars a month. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about this show and others, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.